0: Welcome to Category Five Technology, Technology. TV, episode number three hundred and five. It's Tuesday, the twenty-third mm-hmm. of July, twenty thirteen.
1: Times are flying by. Great to see you. It's always great to see you.
0: I'm Robbie Ferguson. And
1: I'm Crystal Wells. I
0: just realized you're waiting for your cue.
1: What for the I'm uh, who, who I am? I'm Robbie. I I didn't know I was anybody.
0: Oh, okay.
1: On this show, I'm nobody.
0: <laughs>
1: Hello. Well, we'll I want to hear up. what's com- coming up? I do. Yeah, exciting things. Lots of exciting things in the newsroom.
0: All right.
1: So coming up in the newsroom, online porn will be blocked by UK internet service providers by default.
0: Hmm.
1: Good. Millions of SIM cards are vulnerable to a hack attack. Sounds serious.
0: That does sound very serious. I have a SIM card.
1: I'm not sure if that's phlegm, though, like a hack attack or (laughs) like hacking. I don't know. uh, I don't (laughs) know. (laughs) (laughs) Ubuntu hopes to blast past Indiegogo and Kickstarters records by raising $32 million to build the Ubuntu Edge smartphone. Wow. Good times. Birmingham Birmingham University has chosen, chosen Linux to power their 15 teraflop supercomputer. Wow, stick around, these stories are coming up later in the
0: show. Amazing. Hey, also on tonight's show, we are going to be learning how to create really attractive, nice-looking slideshows with the Ken Burns effect. Um, So that's when the photos you know, kind of look like they're animated and move around the screen. We're going to be learning how to do that, but here's the kicker. We're going to be doing it with free software, and the software is available for you to download on Windows or Linux. Sorry, Mac users. Very
1: cool. Is that a stab?
0: That's just the fact.
1: Just because I'm not here, like, I only come in once a month doesn't mean you have to be rude about yeah. it.
0: All right same. Okay. okay well uh, great show tonight uh pick up the phone if you want to give us a call 2545 cat5 tv is one way that you can get us how else can they get right. the questions you to you guys can
1: also join us in the chat room chat room uh-huh On uh, it's category five on free note or go to cat5.tv slash ask and you can send in your question by email um don't go anywhere folks it's going to be a great show stick around <laughs> This is Category 5 Technology TV.
0: At Eco Alkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. Ecoalkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality, without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. Ecoalkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the Ecoalkalines difference, ecoalkalines.com. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Krista Wells. Awesome seeing you. Nice to see so many familiar and new faces in the chat room. Uh, thank you. Uh, first and foremost, before we get into anything, uh, I just want to say thank you very, very much to all the viewers who have shown their support of the show uh, through a monetary donation this week. Cat5.tv slash C. Um, any amount of donation toward the show, because we are viewer-supported here at Category 5, we're volunteers, Your uh, your the money that you donate basically goes toward... Um, either our expenses or mm-hmm. expanding the show. Usually I try to use donation money to actually grow the show. That's when we're able to you know expand and get and all those get new things. Cool are things. Are better. Yeah get cool For things you. but make it look better, make it sound better, whatever whatever it takes. So, mm-hmm. We appreciate the donations that have come in this week. Thank you very much.
1: Always. Well, if what you- else
0: have we got to cover tonight? Uh, I want to say hello to new viewers.
1: Right. We have uh, let's see, uh, Nabob 52 Nabob like the coffee, hey. you know, delicious. All hyped up on caffeine, maybe. Maybe. Um, we also have Sarah Lee. Uh, she is a fan from uh, the show, fan of the show. Sorry, from Louisiana, uh, watching on YouTube, and gives a big shout out to the community.
0: Awesome, hey Sarah hey. Lee, thanks for watching on YouTube. Nice to have you joining us. Who else have we got? Uh, IBM Jim. Thank you for registering on our website. It's free to register. And, uh, of course, you get some bonus features right there on our website, category5.tv. Another reminder for you that we have a mobile website. If you've got one of these kind of devices, all you have to do is scan that QR code with a QR scan app. Mm -hmm. uh, Or, of course, you can go to m.cat5.tv. You can watch the show live. You can listen live. You can watch On Demand, catch up on old shows. All that kind of stuff is all there for you, and uh, you don't want to
1: miss out on that. Absolutely. And Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network, if it's tech, it's here, and the International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: Hey, you're a web developer, web designer. Oh,
1: I pretend I am.
0: You do a pretty good job for someone who's pretending. Excellent. Gotta say. What I like to do. Gotta say. (laughs) Uh, You use Lorem Ipsum. You know what Lorem Ipsum is. I do. And I, I was thinking, you know, it sometimes gets a little bit... Boring. It does. Lorem ipsum dollar sit amet. And it just, you know, it's the same old, same old, and we've been using the same thing. So what we're going to do tonight is uh, a little bit of Robbie's favorites, which we haven't done for a little while. We can do all different fun little things. For example, baconipsum.com. Baconipsum.com. Just for you. That
1: sounds delicious. How
0: many paragraphs of bacon ipsum would you like?
1: Oh, at least four.
0: Okay, let's do four. And what type of meat would you like? All meat or maybe meat and some filler?
1: Um, I'm feeling a little filler.
0: All right. And uh, start with bacon, ipsum, dollar, sit, amet. Of course. That sounds good. It's more recognizable. Give me the bacon. And there we go. We got some filler text. What lorem ipsum is, is filler text that you can throw into site designs or if you're doing a mock-up for a customer or anything like that. You can copy lorem ipsum text, and it's just Mm -hmm. gibberish, really, but uh, made to look like Latin, and it gives the feel that there is some paragraphs. There's actual content on the site, or whatever it is. It may may be a magazine or whatever. So here we've got bacon ipsum. Fantastic. Maybe bacon isn't your thing. Maybe you're a vegetarian, or maybe you're just a movie fan. So what we'll do (laughs) is we'll head on over to picksomeipsum.co.uk. Spelled just like that. And Pixum Ipsum is going to give us something a whole lot different. By allowing us (laughs) to generate Ipsum text based on famous celebrities such as Michael Caine, Jim Carrey, Clint Eastwood.
1: This looks epic.
0: It is definitely epic. Jim Carrey, how many paragraphs would you like? Four?
1: Oh, no, just three.
0: Just three? Okay. Alrighty then. There you go. <laughs> Some Pixum Ipsum. Mm-hmm. a la Allah. Pixum Ipsum Those are Robbie's favorites for this week for uh, Lorem Ipsum replacements hey, for cool. when it gets boring. Certainly, if you have like a customer it. who has a little bit of a sense I was of humor, I'm gonna
1: say you have to pick the right yeah. client. <laughs> you Otherwise, they'll be do. like, "What is this? What are yeah. you doing?"
0: Absolutely, I will post Genius. the links for you in the show notes for episode number three hundred five. Go to category five TV to be able to click those hot links and get straight there.
1: Dave Maydew says he used Klingon on one website.
0: Oh, that's fantastic! That's Could you translate? Could you use Bing Translator to translate, translate "Lorem Ipsum" into oh. Klingon? Oh, huh. How would you know if it was accurate? I don't know. <laughs> just take <laughs> the Klingon dictionary and just generate a whole bunch of random words.
1: I guess so. Hmm. Hmm. Sure. <laughs> just give it a try.
0: <laughs> Jot's having trouble posting those in the uh, in the uh, show notes or in the chat logs. There, here, that there it is. There it is. Thanks, Jot. Beautiful. Helping out the chat room. All right. Well,
1: hmm.
0: you've got a. Big special day coming up.
1: Oh, I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> you guys getting excited?
1: No, you, like, I'm getting nervous. Frantic? There's still so Crazy many details nervous. left. Well, what's left to do? Well, like, stuff. Like no, this. like, you know, we have all the big things done. Like, you mean uh, you're not done? DJ, photographer. Things? We've done them. Okay. They're done. Yep. Food. Okay, we're good. But good. it's all, like, the little decoration stuff and, like, yep. getting, you know, people all congregated seating charts. you got to kind ah. of,
0: like, figure everything out and, and the, you must have, like, a huge checklist of things oh, yes. to do and stuff. One of the yeah. things that Abigail had at her wedding was a slideshow and tonight we're going to show you how you can generate slideshows from all those romantic pictures of right. Brad. Oh yeah, we've lots
1: of those. Oh,
0: lots of them. They were all staged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> standing in the ravine.
1: <laughs> oh, you saw those, did you? <laughs> I did. They were awesome,
0: by the way. Oh, Excellent. Good. No, I'm uh, but I am We I, normally I we normally bit. stand in the
1: river. Yeah. And somebody fun. just
0: happened to be standing there with a, a camera yeah, and That's perfect. They
1: were. Yeah. I just right. happened to be dressed up. So.
0: so imagine taking those sweet romantic pictures and putting them together in a nice slideshow. Slide
1: but how do you do that nicely?
0: Well, you want to do it nicely. Obviously. But you want to save yourself a little bit of cash on software expenses. You don't mm-hmm. want to have to go out and spend you know, $100 on a piece of software to do it yourself when you could just give it to some somebody else to do it. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring up a website here. I'm going to show you how to get this. Bring up your favorite web browser and head on over to cat5.tv slash slideshow. That's just a quick little hot link for you to take you over to FF diaporama. I worked on that <laughs> word today. You worked f- on it. I'm a father of three, and so when I see diaporama, I immediately say, diaporama Oh geez <laughs> Diaporama? Just cuz so, it's like, can't be good. No. <laughs> Sounds pretty poopy. Mm. So, no, it is diaporama, I think. But the word diaporama okay. means, you know, slideshow. Oh. It's a fancy way. New every day. It's like a snobby way to say slideshow. Well. So, how do you like my diaporama? What?
1: You are pretty you know, snobby. The
0: slideshow from the wedding?
1: So Leave it to Robbie.
0: I should just start throwing that word in there. You should, just in regular conversation. Along with Jim Carrey Yeah. Okay, so we want to download this application. Like I say, it's absolutely free, but up at the top here, there is the download development version or stable version. We're, of course, going to go with the stable version, but what do you notice as we look here? Of course, okay, there is FF diaporama 1.6 for Windows, and it works on anything from XP all the way up to 7. So you can grab that if you like, Okay. And then, scrolling down, there's, of course, version 1.6. And this is what I want you to draw your attention to is version 1.6. You see that they've got built packages for pretty much any OS. The reason that I want you to make note of the version is because usually we would use something like Synaptic Package Manager to install our applications because it's nice to be able to get the most up-to-date, most current Uh, Updates from Synaptic as they're released. But if you do FF diaporama in Synaptic Package Manager on Debian 7, you'll notice that it is there. However, it's only version uh, 1.3-1. So it's a a reasonably old version of FF diaporama. We want to have the absolute latest version. And as you saw on the website, it's downloads and then stable downloads. So we know that this is indeed a stable copy of the software. See, stable version. So if you're on Ubuntu, if you're on any of those, you can just click on the link that is uh, applicable to you, whether you're i386, which is a 32-bit system, or AMD64, if you're a 64-bit system. If you're on Debian, same kind of thing. Oh, that's Linux Mint there. Debian here. 1.31 is in the repositories. And remember, Linux, uh, or Windows users, There is just a setup.exe, no problem. So, what I want is the DEB package. Now, it's a little bit misleading because here I am looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, well, where's the Debian package? They're Mm -hmm. offering version 1.3 1 through the repositories, but I don't want that. I want the newest 1.6. So, when you mouse over AMD64, you notice at the bottom that it is actually just a deb package. So, this will actually work. The one that's labeled as Ubuntu is in fact going to work on our Debian installation as well. So what I'm going to do is uh, just download one of those. Let's just make sure that there's not a different package. Yeah. That's odd, eh? But let's go for it. 1.6 for, we're saying Ubuntu 13.10, but really it's uh, Debian 7 on uh, Point Linux here. So I'm going to save that file. There we go, takes four seconds to download.
1: Oh, too long.
0: Yeah, I know. Crazy, <laughs> crazy. Go into my downloads here. There we go. There's a couple different versions. I'll try the one that I just downloaded. There is an extra one. Oh, and de- dependency is not satisfiable. So where did I get that? Okay. Forgive me there. There is a Debian installer here. Grab the version that is going to work with your distribution. Okay. And Why am I not seeing it? Well, what I'll do, folks, because I don't want to take too much time going, okay, well, I know I downloaded it before. Thankfully, I did. (laughs) But where did it go? I can't find it here on the page while we're live here, but I do have a copy. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find it. I'm going to put a link for you for Debian users, Point Linux, for example, who want version 1.6. I'm going to give you the direct link on the show notes for episode number uh, 305. Okay. Oh, what a nice guy. I I know, I know, and I'm just kind (laughs) of speeding things along because I It's, I don't know why I don't see it there.
1: It's because you're looking for it.
0: It's because I'm looking for it. Exactly. for some reason I'm not seeing the Debian version 1.6. How odd is that? So what I'm going to do, I'll post you the link in episode 305's show notes. I will, for now, I'm going to use this file, which I've already downloaded. Okay. So I downloaded this one just this morning, so I know that it's somewhere on the website okay so I double click on the file so you're gonna have that file because I'm gonna post the link for you Um, you'll notice that it says an old version is available in the software channel we've already decided we're gonna use 1.6 not 1.3-1 so I'm gonna click install package and do note that the Ubuntu version did not work on my architecture there we go but this one does there's the file name for you just in case you want to do a quick search for it ffdiaparama underscore 1.6 dot 2013 dot zero six two three and so on you can see that it's almost installed goes pretty quickly it's done okay so now this free tool is now installed on my system and I can go into sound and video movie creator FF diaporama and this is gonna take me right in there we go so the first thing that we need to do now that we've got the software installed and active and ready to go we basically need to set it up for our system so that mm. it, it works with our region and you know if we burn it right. to dvd the videos are going to work and things like that so we're going to jump into settings first and foremost and just kind of go through each of the settings and just make sure that you are happy with the way that things are working uh, or the way that things are set Okay, the language it says it's und. it doesn't really matter but what does matter is your video standard which is going to be found on the third tab which is rendering options you'll see that by default it's PAL I'm under NTSC because I'm in Canada so Canada United States are going to be NTSC and anywhere else probably is going to be PAL otherwise you're going to know that you're you'll know which standard you're under Uh, but generally speaking if you're in Canada or the United States it's going to be NTSC You'll notice that when I did that, it changed the codec up here, the frame rate. So if I go back to PAL, you'll see it's 25 frames per second by default. If I go back to NTSC, it jumps up to 23.976 frames per second. And you can go up to 29.97. I'll just leave it as the default cinematic 24 frames per second, basically, is what that is. Uh, Default rendering format, you might choose something that's a little higher resolution, something like 1080p um, at 23.976 frames per second for NTSC, for example. Okay. Change your audio bitrate according to what you would like to have as far as the quality goes. This is just like MP3 in in a way. Um, The higher the bitrate, the better the sound. If you go too low, it's going to sound like it's swampy and underwater. Um, You can probably get away with anything 192 and up. Um, you can go with whatever you'd like. I'm going to go with 320 just so that it's practically lossless. And then we'll hit OK. So now, Krista.
1: Now it's the good stuff.
0: Now it's the good stuff. That was all the boring stuff. Trying to obtain a file that doesn't exist on their website, which thankfully I had. Installing (laughs) it worked. Fantastic. Now we've set it up, and we're going to click on this button up at the top left here, which says simply... New project. By clicking on that, it's going to ask us a couple real quick things. Hey, what kind of TV are you using? Widescreen, cinema, an old 4x3. I love that they call it an <laughs> old TV. Hey, now, for those of us who use CRTs. Okay, so widescreen 16 over 9 is probably fine. Transitions, constant speed, everything is probably just fine as it is. Create your project. And doesn't seem to do anything, but it does. Okay, so now click on project up at the top here. And you'll notice that you've got a couple of buttons, few buttons, add title, add files and add project. Now, we're just doing a slideshow. So, I'll encourage you to look around, click on all the different features of this easy to use software, uh, but for tonight we're just going to we're going to do a slideshow. We're going to take it a little bit more advanced by doing the Ken Burns effect, uh, but otherwise it's all pretty basic stuff just to get Excellent. you into the software. So, we're going to add files, the second button there, and you'll see that I've got a handful of buttons, uh, of photos. <laughs> from one of our category 5 photo shoots which I'm gonna add to uh, to the timeline basically the project I can highlight one and just add it or I can browse through the left hand panel here or I can just click on one and hit control a to highlight all and then I can go okay and that's gonna add everything so now the first thing that I notice is that the picture uh, the group shot is at the beginning of the slideshow and I'd rather that be at the end so I'm actually going to be able to click and drag and I can in fact place that
1: Oh, look at those handy little arrows there.
0: Yeah. Now, it won't let me go all the way to the end because I've got... Oh, there we go. If I kind of go right there, it will. If you have that problem, you can always drop it there, and then you can slide over with this slider here, horizontal slider, and drag and drop, and you'll be able to get there. Okay. So you'll see with pictures like this, these are vertical instead of horizontal, and so they are kind of giving you these massive black bars on the left and right-hand sides these pictures look nicer because they fit the 16 over 9 frame nicely. So the first thing that we're gonna do with the picture of Hillary here just to the left of that you see a little transition icon. That's that thing with the 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 peak and valley there and that is basically defining the transition of her photograph so when it first comes in it does that. It's kind of like a fold. So I'm gonna double click on that icon and I can in fact change the transition to anything that's provided You'll see that there's a a whole ton of different things available. You can deform, you can use uh, luma boxes, center, checker, all these different kind of fancy effects. Generally, though, for the professional feel, I'm going to want to do something just nice and basic, nice little uh, fade in. There we have it. So now these are just static slides. They're just sitting there, and they're just going to move to the next slide. There's no Ken Burnsing. There's no... Special effects, other than the transitions that it's automatically put in there for you, and of course, again, I can change those transitions just by double-clicking the icon. And the previews—you got to hand it mm-hmm. to the software developer—the previews are fantastic. Sometimes with previews on software like this, it's it's icons or like you right. Know, you Windows don't really know what you're clicking on until exactly. You, you Windows go 7 it has that drawing of the landscape for example, as it's loading thumbnails, and it's really annoying. This actually shows you a real thumbnail of what it's going to essentially look like, which I think is, is really, really a nice nice touch. Okay. So I promise you Ken Burns, and the software out of the box doesn't have, you know, a magical Ken Burns button. It's not like an effect that you can just add by just clicking to go. But understanding what the Ken Burns effect is, it's taking a photograph zooming in on a portion of it and then actually moving around that photograph right. in such a way that it really looks like it's, it's a moving image. It's pretty fantastic. So how do we generate a, an effect like that with something like this? So first of all, okay, so I've, to bring up the properties uh, for this slide, which is Hillary. I simply double click on the picture, the icon of Hillary there. And then I can click on edit block and correct or reframe image. Because what did I say? We're, we're, we want to zoom in for that Ken Burns effect so I can click and drag this box that allows me to kind of zoom in on any portion of the photograph. See? So now let's say I want to go like that and I want to start the image around there. Okay? Now there is a snapping that goes on here. Do you see that? There's about a quarter inch snapping happening. So that means when I move my mouse it's not allowing me to move it Outside of a grid kind of pattern that you can't actually see. So it can be really annoying if you're trying to fine tune something. Let's say I'm right here and I'm trying to get it perfectly centered and I can't because it's snapping. <laughs> so now let go and use the cursor keys on your keyboard and you'll be able to actually move that around, nudging it one pixel at a time. And that gives you a really, really fine ability to modify the positioning of that. So this is basically a crop line. So now I'm going to position the crop line where I want the photo to start. OK? And then hit OK. So now that is exactly where my photograph is, is going to start now. So the next step is I'm going to add a shot up at the top left of that particular uh, slide. And now you see I've got an actual duplicate of the picture of Hillary zoomed to the proportion that I, wanted, uh, that I had set it to. So it's important now that we remember this one step because in order to generate this effect we need to make sure that timing is right. Mm -hmm. So that first clip, the first uh, the first clip in our shot or the in in our slide, is really just a positioning thing to get the Ken Burns effect to know okay here's where we want to start the photo and then here's where we want to move the photo to, but you don't actually want it to pause on that version because otherwise it's going to be still and then it's going to move. So you'll notice if you look at the screen here that the first slide here is actually set to a shot duration of six seconds so basically no matter what i do as far as movement goes it's still gonna pause there for six seconds before the movement even begins so i want to highlight my first uh... clip in the slide and then click down here to the minutes or for to the seconds section just where i've clicked and then press the down arrow until it says zero dot zero so that there is going to be no time that that shot actually displays for and then with my second clip I can set this to something, you know, more, you know, reasonable for the actual animation. Let's say I want this to be 10 seconds long. So now it's going to start at 0 and end at 10. Double click on this frame and click on edit blocks, correct or reframe image. And now we're back where we were, but we're editing a different clip within the shot, within the the slide. So now I've reposition this and you'll see now if I hit okay we've got that shot and we've got that shot so if I hit okay now and back up my player and press play my preview will show you the effect moving between slides okay you'll notice here that it is a little bit jerky you can kind of see that and that is strictly the preview So we'll see as we render this video out that that is just the preview itself, and the video itself is going to be very, very seamless. Okay, so now we're going to really quickly, now that we've learned our way around, I'm going to very quickly do this with all the remaining pictures. So here's Sasha, and we're going to add another shot. And notice that I didn't reposition the original photo. It doesn't really matter in this case because she's well framed in the shot. I can move it if I want, and watch how I can even undo what I had done by saying okay well highlight that and let's say yeah let's change the start position and let's move it up so that the end of our curtain is not shown there we go okay so we've got those two shots and okay and the next up is Abigail now here's where things get a little bit interesting because as I say there's black bars on the left and right So again, we're going to reframe that and grab that cropping area, and we're going to set it within the actual photograph so that it's not going to show those black bars. I'm actually going to start it real close into to to her, and notice here's a good example of where the snapping is making it so I can't actually center her face. So I'm going to do the best I can, and then I'm going to use the keyboard arrow keys to center that. Okay, so there's my first shot, and then add another shot. And with this shot, edit block, correct or reframe image, now I'm going to actually zoom it out. So this is going to give us a slightly different effect than the ones where it's zooming in. There we go. And then, okay, next shot. Here we go with Erica. Same thing, we're going to start the photo in nice and close. Leave her a little bit offset to the left there just to add some flare so that it's not uh, the same positioning for every single photo. And you'll see that while it's a manual process it's not actually uh, no, it's flying not a challenging by process. Right now. It's really really quick really really easy. There's Krista. Let's again get rid of the um, the edge of our curtain at the bottom there. You see where it's black instead of brick. So let's bring that in. There we are. And then we'll add another shot. Make sure we turn that down. I don't think I did that on the last one so we'll need to make sure. Correct and reposition or whatever it's called. Reframe, there we go. Okay, I'm happy with that. I'm gonna go real quick back over these ones just to fix what I didn't do which was to set the timing as I had previously explained. So we'll go with the same proportions, so 0 and 10. 0 and 10. Okay. Really, really quickly, there's Eric. (laughs) Let's add one more shot of him, get the Ken Burns effect going on with him. There he is. Set him to 10 seconds. So you can see you get into a rhythm and while we're, you know, we're live on the air and so, you know, I'm explaining at the same time, but realistically as you're doing this, it's, it's going to be really, really quick for you to do. And because it's all manual in that you can position everything yourself as far as where the effect takes place, you have complete control over the way that this slideshow is going to look. So you don't have to worry about an automated slideshow creator that is possibly going to for example, pick the wrong points to focus in on. So you've got a picture of a family right. and all of a sudden it zooms in on your uncle's knee. Uh, because, you know, these automated <laughs> software, it's it's kind of annoying. Right, there's no precision right? to it really. You are actually controlling all of the points where you're zooming into and yep. all that kind of stuff. So to, to demonstrate that, I'll show you with this group shot what we can do. So I'm gonna start it with the the fully zoomed out and then let's actually create okay, let's create one shot here and I'm gonna edit that one reframe it and we're gonna get right over to the left hand side here like that okay bring it in just a little bit Krista's so tall in the background there it's really frustrating and hard to frame
1: Oh, I'm sorry Uh, I'm just complicated in general
0: (laughs) okay so what I've done is I've made that one a fairly short duration I'm gonna add another shot look at that I've got three shots now and let's move this one well over to the right hand side there we go okay and with this one notice that this one I the second one I left it at three seconds this one I'm gonna set it to 10 seconds and I'll show you why that is now we're gonna hit okay let's see what this frame actually does zooms in on Hillary and then slowly because it's taking 10 seconds now it's going to pan across the the image itself and there it is So again, I can go through and I can double-click on all of the effects to change the way that things transition. I'm not going to go to all that trouble tonight just because this is strictly a demonstration so Mm -hmm. you can see how the software works. Uh, So save your work. Uh, Always save your work so that you don't lose anything. And you can go back and make changes if somebody requests them. Up at the top, now that we're done everything with our slideshow, we can go render video. And I encourage you to look back at how I was able to do this. And remember that you can, in fact, create multiple, multiple points. I could zoom in on each individual face and pause. And then zoom in on the next face and pause. And it's really, really neat what you can do. Okay. But for tonight, I'm going to render the video. You would want to go lossless because you're going to, you know, upload it or share it. You want to put it on DVDs or Blu-rays. You want it to be perfect. Lossless means literally that it loses no quality Mm -hmm. it's perfect uh, quality but it takes a lot longer to render so tonight because we're live on the air I'm just gonna render for a multimedia system just so that we have uh, a version that we can render reasonably quickly and uh, and it's gonna be viewable on the screen one thing that I wanted to show you before I do that let's add an audio track because I just realized people are gonna say well how do we get music in there right Right. pretty important you want music right so the way to do this is you actually select which frame you'd like the music to start on. Of course, in our case, we're going to actually want it to start on the first frame. So we're going to go uh oh, I'm still in render mode. I'm going to go back to project. I've highlighted the first frame. I go edit, edit music, and then go start a new playlist from this slide and click on the speaker icon which adds a file to your playlist and choose a file. In our case, we've got the song Tuesday. Okay? So now I've added that audio file. I always like to leave the audio till the last minute, like that's the very very last thing that I want to so add to my project. Touch. Reason really is because it affects performance when, with your preview. Oh. So your preview, you like it to be rather smooth when you're doing it. As soon as you add music it's going to be a little bit more choppy So because it's trying to time everything. So Makes sense. Instead add that as the last thing and then render your video. Again use lossless, I'm going to go multimedia and we're just going to go OK and you'll see that that's actually going to go through each of those slides. Now, this is going to take a few minutes to to actually render that video. Um, it is, you know, however many, eight eight slides, and I'm rendering down at uh, full 1080p. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to take a few moments for the news while, uh, while that's going. Sound good?
1: Sounds good. Sounds like a plan.
0: Stan. <laughs> All right.
1: Time for the news. Time for... The news. (laughs) Here are the top stories from the Category 5.tv newsroom. The UK Prime Minister David Cameron has announced that most households in the UK will have pornography blocked by their internet provider unless they specifically opt in to receive it. The new measures will apply to both existing and new customers. Mm. In his speech, Mr. Cameron said family-friendly filters would be automatically selected for all new customers by the end of the year, although they could choose to switch them off. And millions of existing computer users would be contacted by their internet providers and told they must decide whether to use or not use family-friendly filters to restrict adult material.
0: Okay, now I know that the backlash from this decision is immense. Because people feel it's a freedom of speech kind of right. issue where Big Brother is coming in and automatically saying, telling them no, what they can't. should or should not well, see. F- for one thing, they're they're not forbidding; they're just by default you're blocked. You have to opt in. So I kind of compare this to you know if you go and purchase cable TV, mm-hmm. you don't want to be flipping through and all of a sudden there's something on there that you don't want the kids to see, and they're sitting in the room with you, plain and simple. For the people who do want that, they can pick up the phone, they can call their cable company, and they can order it. Right. So, similarly, what a great idea to say, okay, now the internet can be monitored and regulated in this way. And if you want it, mm-hmm. it's there. You have to opt in for that.
1: I agree. I think it's a good idea. I mean, like, it's not like you're blocking something that's not already socially acceptable to the masses, like sure. to all age ageism and everything so I think it's fine it's not that big of a deal to go in and say uh, allow. yeah
0: I mean for somebody who wants it for me father of three kids you
1: want to know that I'd, your kids aren't seeing what they don't need to be yeah seeing. and it <laughs> happens
0: where you know a google search and all of a sudden you know safe search oh google will be darned it, it doesn't always work so I, I think it's a good idea. What do you think and, and what do you think of the approach of the government in the U.K uh, for how they're doing this? I think mm-hmm. it's a, a good approach. Again, the backlash is something horrendous. People thinking that their freedom of speech and freedom of uh, just the right to use a free Internet is being trampled on. I don't know so much that that's the case as long as you I know, don't think
1: it's that big of they a cannot. deal.
0: Yeah. So keep the kids safe. <laughs> you know that SIM card in your cell phone? it's uh-huh. it stands for subscriber identity number and it's there the card is there basically to act as an identify uh, identifying chip for your telephone service provider well they also carry a little bit of data text messages contact information for some of the contacts in your phone they also um carry details for specific applications and s- frighteningly enough Quite often it's banking applications and, and financial applications that are stored, the data on the SIM card. Well, Karsten Knoll is a security expert uh, from a uh, Berlin-based security research lab. He's found a way to discover some SIMS data simply by sending uh, a text message to that particular cell phone. Scary stuff. <laughs> so He warned criminals could actually potentially use this technique to listen in on calls or even to steal cash. Wow, because remember the SIM card carries financial institution okay. information, right? Just by sending a text message, uh, Mr. Noll actually reported the, uh, the the finding, the discovery directly to uh, a relevant agency, and they confirmed and are investigating the issue. Uh, the UN's telecoms agency, the International Telecommunications Union, said that it would now contact regulators all around the <laughs> world, including their governments so that everybody knows that this is indeed a, a very serious problem. So, who knows? I don't know if uh, hmm. we're going to hear from our cell phone provider and say, hey, by the way, uh, your SIM card could be hacked. Good. Let's so watch for that letter. So put interesting
1: things on there, is what I think.
0: Really interesting. Or,
1: like, when you're talking to like people, just throw an in interesting President stuff. of the United
0: States for a contact and just put in some random number. Give them
1: something to listen to.
0: Why not? I mean
1: if you he can't help but be hacked have an then. enemy
0: find their bank account information put it on your sim card
1: hope they're rich <laughs> <laughs> well.
0: Ooh, I like this story you got for us, Krista.
1: <laughs> Let's see here. Canonical wants to give you a taste of the future of the phone, and they nice. are seeking to raise $32 million over the next month to produce 40,000 Ubuntu Edge smartphones, a device that they claim will be powerful enough to use as a replacement for your desktop PC. What? Wow. They're using crowdfunding to do it. Sounds like an idea. To succeed, it needs to raise several times more cash than any other crowd finance project has done before. Here's the thing though. Indiegogo's current funding record is just one point six million, which was raised by Scandu Scout, a scheme to build a real life medical tricorder Alice Star Trek.
0: Nice. <laughs> the one behind us is fake. Obviously. So, believe it or not.
1: Really? hmm Oh. <laughs> Things are deceiving here at Cat Five. Even Kickstarter, which is substantially larger, than Indiegogo holds a record of 10.2 million raised for a project. As of this morning, the Ubuntu Edge phone has already attracted nearly 3.3 million worth of pledges. But the wow. terms of the campaign mean Canonical does not receive the cash unless it hits its target. If they're unable or if they're able to keep up this level of pledges, they'll actually blast past the goal. Great.
0: Isn't that unreal?
1: Yeah. Canonical has said that if it manages to hit its goal using Indiegogo's website, it plans to deliver the phones to qualifying backers by May twenty fourteen.
0: That sounds amazing. Now it's like nine hundred bucks to invest in this phone if you want to receive one but you think about the cost of an iPhone or something like yeah. that. There's a video, and we'll post a link in the show notes for episode number 305. I think it's important, but you should see this video of Mark Shuttleworth actually explaining what's so exciting about this project. It's literally, and I've been saying that this is gonna happen, mm-hmm. and I, you know, we talked to Mark back in '09, and he kinda let on that this is where things were going, and I, I just knew that things were gonna happen this way. But imagine your smartphone. Being plugged into a a monitor and all of a sudden it is your computer. computer. Because you think about, you know, even iOS, but certainly Ubuntu with Mm -hmm. Unity, it really is the same experience between the phone and the computer. So in this picture, which I'm not sure if it's just a mock-up or if this is actually a real thing, but you notice what, what she did in this picture is she's connected her Ubuntu phone to a simple tethering cable to the monitor and it simply put up... Ubuntu on the screen. So this phone is actually a multi-core computer with 4 gigs of RAM and 128 gig hard drive. Wow. That's more hard drive space than I have in the very server that we're broadcasting this show from in that little cell phone.
1: That's insane.
0: And then you plug it into a monitor, and that's your computer.
1: What if you lose your phone? Imagine how many people lose their oh phones. Boy. You just lost your whole Use Ubuntu 1.
0: That's when they start pushing Ubuntu 1. That's cloud storage. So you know, get your stuff into the cloud, get it backed up. That's pretty important. Speaking of ultra- ultimate powerful computers. Linux has been chosen as the operating system of choice for the latest supercomputer facility at Birmingham University. Uh, The supercomputer is allocated to the economics and engineering departments as well as the institutional research groups uh, to enable research uh, and for them to be able to address different research topics. That's what Mm -hmm. they have said. We really have no idea what this thing is doing. It apparently has to do with research. Blue Bear 2 it's called. Uh, it, is, uh, it has a 15 teraflop processor that's over 800 processing cores based on the Sandy Bridge chipset from, uh, from Intel, multi-core wow. CPUs. so
1: flop is good in this In this instance,
0: particular, yes. yeah. No, this particular type of teraflop <laughs> is not like Terra Nova, which also uh-huh. flopped. This is a good <laughs> this thing. This is different. Yes. Okay, so these teraflops mean really, really fast. Oh, there's a very nice picture of the university. <laughs> BlueBear 2, uh, it is, uh, it's a Linux-based array, as we have already established, uh, but it's going to be a part of their all- overall environment for education, research, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and it's actually called Birmingham Environment for Academic Research, and that's where they came up with the name Bear. There is a set of complementary computers and networking services designed to meet the future needs of the scientific research community. Ray Brown, the CTO of Tendron Systems, says that the fact that Linux has been chosen as the, uh, for this leading scientific research facility is really uh, a seal of approval on the Linux system. Uh, and certainly, I mean, that is fantastic to, to see it being chosen. I mean, wow. but it makes sense. Would you stick Windows on your latest supercomputer? I don't think so.
1: You stick Windows on anything?
0: Anything? bring in an old computer and i'll make your old computer (laughs) look like a supercomputer by putting linux on it that's your news stories for tonight
1: folks absolutely you guys can get the full stories at category5.tv slash newsroom we're not tearing the studio apart yet not just yet it's just over and i need that was just dramatic
0: just being dramatic here yeah
1: Yep. This week, the Category 5.TV newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash and Dave Maydu, with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story you think is worthy of on-air mention, you can email us at newsroom at category5.tv. From the Category 5.TV newsroom, I'm Krista Wells.
0: Krista, did you know that Category 5 is looking to expand its sales force?
1: No. I don't know if cool.
0: you noticed. We're really, really, uh, how would you say... We're subtle with awesome. our advertising. Oh,
1: that's not where you're going with that. We have
0: advertising in the show. We have product placement and you know some of the things that you see around here right. just might happen to be product placement. I don't really know. It could be all around us. But we also <laughs> sell banner ads and yep. uh, commercial uh, time on the show. We sell um, for search engine optimization. Uh, if a company wants to really boost their standings in the search engines, great way to do it is to have a powerful link back from a website that's, that has really excellent standings in the search engines. So category5.tv, go on to your favorite search engine, do a search for technology TV as some something as generic as that and you'll see how, how well we do. So mm-hmm. we actually sell text links on our website that allow people to Boost their search engine standing. So, we're looking to expand our sales force all around the world. So, that means to you that if you would like to sell advertising for us, all you have to do is email us contact at category5.tv. Tell me your real name as well as uh, where you're from, kind of, you know, city, state kind of thing. And uh, we'll get in touch with you with our rate card. And basically, what it is is uh, you can go around and and if you have people that you can sell advertising to, uh, you'll simply receive a commission on that sale. So, uh, just a way for us to to be able to um, raise funds for our renovation project, but also for you to to get some money as well. So, Very might be cool. a cool project. I might be it. fun. So, contact at Category Five right.
1: What do you got for us? Oh, I have lots of questions. Let's uh, excellent. Ooh, there we go. Let's jump into a couple of them. Oh, doo-doo-doo. here's one from M. Allen. M. Allen West. Hey, M. Allen West. He says, hi, Robbie. I just wanted to let you know that the Indiana Linux Fest is coming soon. The third annual Indiana Linux Fest, July 26th to 28th, 2013, at the Windham Indianapolis West is free to attend and open for any to attend. Any to attend, be it the hobbyist to the professional.
0: Nice. Okay, so that's this weekend. Yeah. Nice. Indiana Linux Fest.
1: Yep. And that's www.indianalinux.org.
0: Nice. Well, thank for you anyone for the that tip. Wants to visit. And for those of you, anyone who wants, you know, if you're in the, uh, in the area of, uh, is it Wyndham, Indianapolis West, uh, make sure you check it out. It's mm-hmm. indianalinux.org. Yes. Thanks for the
1: email. Check it out. Here's one from Old Salt.
0: Hey, Old Salt. Old Salt.
1: I installed Linux Mint 15 64-bit on my free agent USB drive hooked to my laptop. Okay. I went through the install fine, but hung on the reboot. After about 15 minutes, I powered down with the power button. When I booted back up, it went directly to Windows and no dual boot menu. I checked the USB drive empty. What? What? I would really like to try Linux to see if it, I can be converted.
0: Hmm. Okay. So this is a free agent. So it's like a USB external hard drive, mm-hmm. right? And you've installed to that, and it's coming up blank. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it seems like a silly question, but you're absolutely sure that you installed it to that device, eh? Like, hmm. I mean, you could always, it could be anything. I mean, it could be something as simple as maybe your system isn't set to boot from USB, but then it doesn't explain why would it be blank Right. if you actually did install to it. Or maybe it just isn't compatible with that. I would try maybe use a flash drive instead of one of those external hard drives, because a hard drive is a hard drive, a flash drive is a different type of device. Mm -hmm. Um, And so maybe installing to the external, maybe it's trying to do it as a flash drive. I'm drawing at straws, dude. But try it with a flash drive first, and then see if it boots. Or worst case scenario, can you burn an ISO to an actual physical DVD, like a DVDR? that that's your fail safe it always works right you can burn the ISO and you know you if you're on Windows 7 you can double click on it and it will just bring up the burn utility if you're on Linux it will do the same Uh, but you're likely on Windows 7 if you're on Windows XP however you'll need something like CD Burner XP which is a free piece of software Uh, we can probably find it for you but and there's our job complete I should bring that up um, CD Burner XP. Let's see if we can find it real quick, just in case you happen to still be on that particular operating system, Windows XP. It's simply CD Burner XP.SE. It's free software, and that will allow you to burn ISOs on Windows XP, as well as other stuff, So, because you need to be able to burn the ISO. Right. So use that as a failsafe, anyway. Cool. Should we take a real quick look at the video as it's rendered because the job is complete should. and we've got some more viewer questions, but this won't take long. Let's see how awesome this uh, looks. Let's see how awesome this looks. All right, here we go. Yeah. I missed the Cameras timing on, on Sasha's slide, but we can go back and change things. that and rewrite it. That was kind of neat, the oh. that effect. Oh, it flexed with the brick. Yeah, it kind of gave them, effect, didn't it? a neat effect in it? It's like we transformed.
1: I, I think I should be zooming out. Maybe wow.
0: And then again, because <laughs> we can go back and edit any of these effects, why not? Right? So that is the pensive shot. You're like, look pensive, look pensive. Tuesday, Tuesday, That's my skill. There we go, zooming in real quick. There's a three seconds the first we we got ten seconds. Of the I
1: think my favorite on the shot, just because you have so much more room to kind of zoom in, yeah, see new a lot co- to new do, information. Eh? and really there it neat.
0: is. That's all there was to it. So wow, that gave us a one minute and eight second video with just eight clips, and it seemed to flow and had a nice flow to mm-hmm. it. So <laughs> very neat. That's, uh, that's uh, that the software, FF Diaporama. Uh, it is, again, available for you at cat5.tv slash, what did I make it? Slideshow. Yes. cat5.tv slash slideshow. All right, back to your questions. I think we've got a couple more there that have come in tonight.
1: Sure we do. Uh, this one looks like a comment as well. Oh, we've got time for comments. It says, hi, Robbie. Good news for artists. Lynda.com has open source software training videos. For example, Linda has GIMP and Blender 3D videos. Oh, nice. Um, I still think Chaos and Evolutions, some of the best GIMP training videos. Cool. Yeah, so and then there's the websites. post some links
0: to uh, Lynda.com. That's Linda with a Y. And certainly, if you, you know, if you don't mind paying for the support that you get on a site like Lynda.com, they're very, very good. Um, plain and simple. Um, but it costs money. It's like, I don't know if it's like 20 or 25 bucks a month or something if you want to have a, a lynda.com account. Um, so let's take a look. Here, I brought up one of the links that have been provided to us. So this is fantastic. I mean, GIMP Essential Training. And, and it's basically, you know, you can work through and it's so well organized and so well broken down. They've obviously taken the time to edit everything down into little clips, which I can attest to. That's a lot mm-hmm. of work. Because you know we do a one-hour show and we try to give you clips and, and all that kind of stuff and we make it as easy for you as possible to find the content. But right. uh, to have all these little five-minute clips is fantastic. So, so by registering there, sure, you can uh, gain access to all of these kinds of clips like linking layers together, changing the stacking order, exploring blend modes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And certainly we try to cover some of those topics here on the show as well.
1: Yes. So,
0: but thank you for the tip. That's lynda.com with a Y, -Y L-Y-N-D-A dot com.
1: Neat. What else we got? Oh, here's a question from, oh, this is going to get me, kek, kek, kek.
0: That gets us every time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hi, Robbie and Krista.
0: Her diction on that was perfect. Was it?
1: Kek, kek, kek. I I can't even I hope my face didn't look like that when I did (laughs) that. I tried to look normal. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, <laughs> I hope my just, face didn't look like your face. I was just commenting on how I hope I didn't magically turn into you. Right, yeah. Because that would be awkward.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Back pedal. Carry on. <laughs> okay. Kek, Uh-huh. Hey. Hi, Robbie and Krista. Hello. I've been trying to run Clonezilla in VirtualBox, but can't get it to run. I see the boot menu and select the first item, but there's only a blank screen after that. The host system is Ubuntu 12.04 with VirtualBox 4.1.12. I'd like to try out Clonezilla before using it on a real system. I'm using the latest stable ISO, Clonezilla Live 2.12, and so on.
0: "-i686-pae.iso."
1: Yes. Okay. I also tried the ISO with both IDE and uh, SATA controllers in VirtualBox, but neither worked. Any hmm. ideas?
0: Okay. Yeah, let's take a, here, I'm going to bring up your email on my screen just so that folks at home can see that file. Mm-hmm. There it is. Okay, so it's Clonezilla Live whatever version. Okay, so here's the breakdown. So this is, the program is Clonezilla Live. The version is 2.1.2 dash 20 is the build i686 means that it's a 32-bit uh, modern processor, and here's the kicker, PAE means that it has physical address extensions, which quite possibly, now your physical computer may have PAE, but it's, pardon me, hmm, that was sad. Um but it's possible that your virtual machine, maybe your, uh, your processor might not support the ability to add PAE to your um, virtual machine. That said, you can simply verify that okay, we, the reason is, is because you've got a PAE um, ISO. So your processor has to support PAE in order to use it. So let me just, I'm going to bring up the settings for, oh, that's starting. I didn't want to do that. I'll bring up the settings for one of my virtual machines, and you'll see under um, System Processor, enable PAE. See that? by default it's turned off so because you've got the PAE ISO you absolutely have to turn that on because it's a PAE ISO that said I'm gonna probably recommend that you just stick with a really simple I 386 ISO because the fact is, is that it's CloneZilla it's not an operating system that you're gonna be running it's strictly for cloning you want it to work on every system that you use it for so I would go over to CloneZilla.org I would click on download, okay, live CD USB is the one that you were looking at. I would probably just go downloads, and I would go alternative stable releases. And I would choose my architecture as not AMD64, even though that's what it is. I would actually choose i386 because I'm going to be running this on a virtual machine. Um, and I, I don't I don't have to have AMD64, okay? Even though my processor supports 64-bit, I don't have to run 64-bit software, I can run the 32-bit, and the nice thing about downloading the 32-bit is that you rule out any incompatibility, because yes, your processor may support AMD64, but maybe it will not virtualize AMD64, there's a difference, because you have to be able to also support 64-bit virtual machines not just physical machines so then select file type ISO so the defaults are perfect I 386 ISO download that file and you're gonna rule out any of those issues with PAE or 64-bit architecture any of those kinds of things are no longer gonna matter so i would give that a try alright but that PAE enable PAE in your processor settings in the virtual machine that's probably why it's not booting but if you can't check that it means your processor simply doesn't support it so you can't run that particular ISO just get the i386 ISO.
1: Simple as that. Simple as that. Wow. Um. Thanks. K- 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 he also says he loves the show. There's always so much good information, and to keep it up, it's really appreciated. I uh, usually can't watch the show live, but always see it via the RSS feed. Awesome. Good stuff.
0: How are you liking the new RSS feed servers? We've got everything migrated over to those new servers. I started talking about it a few weeks ago. Uh, everything's faster. The naming algorithms are fantastic. It's so much easier to see from the file names what it is you're looking at. There's a nice mm-hmm. description in each file name. Um I think you should really like that. So hopefully that's working well for you. Kick <laughs> kick
1: <laughs> It's <laughs> just an amusing name. I know.
0: We've been through we this. Like before. It.
1: <laughs> we like it. Um that's all I've got. That's it? That's all I've got. Any questions here.
0: in the chat room? It's perfect because I mean we literally have a minute and a half left. So let's banter and talk amongst ourselves how you been.
1: Oh jeez. I hope you guys have something interesting. Interesting to say. I don't much want to talk to this guy.
0: We'll just sit here silently for a minute and a half. That's fine. Or we'll unbox something.
1: Da, da, da. Is there time to unbox?
0: The Rico Magic MK602. What do you think about that? this is the brand new mk602 from ricomagic.com that's r-i-k-o this is a dual core system it has full i don't know if you can see that full hd 1080p video here's the skype logo it's got to be good (laughs)
1: Is that is cellular. that the quality test? No. If it has a Skype logo, she's she's Especially good. now.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's got an eight gig it's got eight gigs of uh, of storage, it's got uh, one gig of DDR three RAM, it's got support for up to thirty two gigs with a micro S D card. Nice. eight oh two eleven B G N, it's got built in Bluetooth, a built in microphone, a built in camera, all this stuff. How do we get into this?
1: And Here. it's got nice paper stock.
0: And it's Android, f- uh, I That's think it's nice. 4.0, well, it's Jelly Bean anyways. Okay, let's take a look. <sighs> Ooh.
1: It smells new. I yeah. know you guys can't, that can't, can't smell, new that camera new, smell that new okay, plastic off. So okay, this is off-time. the device itself.
0: And <laughs> so nice. that, here's all the cables, connectors, all that kind of stuff. We've mm-hmm. got uh, power and HDMI, full-size HDMI. All right, so what do we got? Wow. Okay. This actually sits on top of your TV. Okay. It has a full, like, camera microphone setup Mm -hmm. so that you can do Skype video. It has everything that you need. Look at this. Oh, this is the first time Rico Magic has included full Ethernet. So we've got an actual hardwired connection. You don't have to go Wi Fi if you don't want to. It's got uh, an actual physical toggle power switch. Two USBs, an HDMI video output, audio video output, uh, if you want to plug it into a surround sound system for greater audio, that kind of stuff. But look at that, above your TV with full webcam support. Uh, you can do Skype video with your family and friends.
1: Sit in the comfort of your own coach.
0: Why would you ever have to get up now? Rico Magic uh, will serve you beer. It's fantastic. We're going to actually be reviewing this on an upcoming show. Check out the uh, the, the calendar at cat, uh, category5.tv because it's all going to be there. Uh, we're telling you when we're going to be actually taking that, hooking it up, showing you how it works, and showing you what it does. Great. Very excited about that. That's the MK602. Check it out at ricomagic.com. So that's all the time we've got, folks. Thanks, Krista.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: Next week? What's happening next week?
1: Oh, let's see. here, Sasha. Sasha's here. She joins us to look at a $200 jib that'll make your video production look like a million bucks.
0: Nice. Literally a
1: million. Also featuring Owen the Great, who will be performing live illusions and discussing what it's like to be one of Canada's youngest magicians.
0: Nice. Cool. Can't wait for that
1: How come you never have me on the show when there's live people here?
0: We generally, anytime we have chocolate or magicians, I'm not um, here. We don't invite you. Yeah. I knew it. She was busy that night.
1: Put your protests in, people. <laughs>
0: Have a great week. Thanks, Krista. Thank you guys. See ya. Bye-bye.
1: We hope you enjoyed the show. Category
0: 5 TV broadcasts live from Barrie, Ontario, Canada, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern.